This is Shop Talk Radio, Episode 3, with Tori Kelly. Welcome to Shop Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, and on this show, we bring you inspiring guests to dive underneath the hood of the creative entrepreneurial lifestyle to bridge the gap between art, commerce, and inspiration. There's not many artists that I could just sit there and listen to sing and play guitar for hours on end and not get bored. But Miss Tori Kelly is just one of those exceptions to me. The first time I heard her in concert, I was extremely captivated. And now I'm honored to bring her on to the Shop Talk radio show and hear what's going on behind the scenes and inside her heart. Tori is one of the sweetest rock stars that I've met, and I believe she's going to go far. She's a go-getter and has the key ingredient of hustle that it takes to create success. And she's also beautifully humble, which makes her a joy to be around. One of the things that hit me during the interview is in talking to her about her song, Confetti, and that it's about being happy in the present moment, not living in the future or the past, but living in the now. It's something that I've been making more of a conscious effort to fall into because what I've experienced in the artist's journey is that I tend to live in the future of what I dream of instead of the present moment that I'm experiencing. On this episode, we get to hear Tori's story about getting signed with a record label at age 12 and parted ways before she even recorded an album with them then went on to create and produce her own music in her bedroom without a label, release her own EP, and build a big following on YouTube. And we get to hear her play an exclusive little ditty for us, which I'm excited about. Her voice just makes me melt, and I love it. So with that, let's get into it. Was it all in my head? All in my head, every little quiz my way. go so we got miss tori kelly in the studio (laughs) welcome thanks thanks for coming on tori is um an amazing singer songwriter artist beautiful voice and beautiful in general um yeah (laughs) so let's get into it tori where are you from i grew up in a town called marietta it's in southern california and it's nice and sunny. <laughs> um, yeah, Southern California girl, though, born and raised. Yeah, so how long have you been doing music? Uh, I started singing. I mean, it's hard to kind of pinpoint when because my parents say they remember me singing when I was like three, as I was, or even before three. Like, as I was learning how to talk, I was always like singing melodies, apparently. I don't really know, but they say yes. So um, that could just be their way of being supportive parents I have no idea but uh, I do remember singing you know just all around the house at a very very young age and I didn't start writing songs 
until I was 15. So everything up until then was always just, I was known as the singer and uh, who did like covers and stuff. And so when I discovered songwriting, that kind of opened my mind to a whole nother place. Wow. So how long have you been playing guitar then? Guitar kind of came around the time I discovered songwriting because I, I didn't like relying on people. So I would do, say I would do a show and I, I didn't know how to play an instrument or anything. So I would have to you know call a friend or like find someone who could play guitar or something. And that bothered me for some reason. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to try and teach myself. And well, I can't take full credit though, because we had a family friend who taught me just like a couple main chords. Yeah. And then from there, I just kind of, um, it became a part of me, which I wasn't expecting. I thought I was just going to be like there on the side. Cause I always, I still just thought of myself as a girl who could sing. I didn't think it was going to become anything else. And, and then the songwriting and the acoustic guitar kind of, you know, they got married and then like, it just became a part of who I was. I <laughs> you guess. birthed some amazing babies yeah, with, with that. With <laughs> I was the synergy go there. there. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's this going? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. And, and, you know, like you, you know, you, if, when I when you hear you play, it's very synchronous. The guitar and your voice, it's amazing. Thank you. So where, you know, how did it, you, you got signed at a younger age and then yeah. tell us a story about that. Uh, well, I did, I got signed when I was 12. It kind of started, I was on this TV show. I was on a couple TV shows, actually. I was mm. on this show called Star Surge. And then I was on this show called America's Most Talented Kids. And, uh you know, some, some people saw those videos, like some producers saw them and one thing led to another. I ended up signing with Geffen Records Mm. and I was only 12. So I didn't really know what was going on at the time. It was kind of like, that was the dream. Like you get signed and then you make an album and then it's like you tour and you're living the dream. Right. (laughs) And so I was like, this is so crazy. This is crazy. And uh, after about a year and a half of you know, going from studio to studio and working with all these different producers, literally every hot producer at the time. Uh, It was like a year and a half later, I had all these songs and there was a lot of political things within the label and there was a president change and stuff and uh, the momentum kind of died down. So luckily for me, it was actually a mutual split from the label we had asked to leave and they're like, cool. Yeah. And so, which is rare, like with labels and stuff, usually, you know, it's hard to get out of a deal. So, uh, I think I was 13 and me and my family who are the most supportive people ever, like they only want the best for me. And we saw that it was the best thing to leave. And, uh, going back to the songwriting thing, that's literally, that's like when I discovered songwriting because Mm -hmm. now I had something to say and, Cause it's hard, you know, kind of having all these people work you up and, you know, getting all these comments like you're so good. And, you know, these songs are going to be huge. And at, at, for a 12 year old, like <laughs> that's a lot of promise, you know? And, and so I, I was bummed, but at the same time, now I had so, just a little bit of hurt to be able to like write a song. Yeah. Cause I didn't know what that was before. I had all these producers just handing me songs and all these writers just like, you know, sing about this and sing about love and I didn't know what love was yet at 12 you know so I think everything it's so cliche but like literally everything happens for a reason and that was a really defining moment in my career I think was leaving the label and just kind of doing it on my own and learning the guitar and learning how to write and produce and um because I learned a lot you know from being in all those studios and 
working with all those people. So it, it was definitely the best thing that could have happened at the time. Yeah, like what was going through your, your heart and your mind when, when this all was going down? I was, I don't know, I was like, I was just fired up, I think. And I mean, looking back, you just, you're kind of going through the motions and you don't know what's going on. But then once it actually happens, you're like, oh, okay, I could see why that happened the way it needed to. And, you know, all these things line up. And after, uh, you know, starting to write songs, I, I posted some of them on MySpace and <laughs> MySpace sounds so weird. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I had a MySpace page and I posted some stuff on there and people were finding it and they just started to kind of follow me. And then I posted some stuff on YouTube because I saw that it was a thing to post covers. I didn't realize that that was a thing. Um, mm. I think I just came across some videos and like, wow, you can actually like get fans from like doing a cover. And so I remember posting my first cover. It was Only Exception by Paramore. Uh. And I didn't even have my own guitar yet. I was borrowing a friend's and I knew like three chords and I was all excited. I posted the <laughs> video and it's just me. Like I, I think I have like straight dark hair and like a big blonde streak in the front. <laughs> I don't even know if I could picture that. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But it didn't get crazy amount of views. It was like a slow build, but something about like being able to create something. And even though it wasn't my own song, just being able to post something that I did and kind of that, that sense of like freedom, like I could do this yeah. and people are actually going to watch it. And I'm, I don't have management or a label or anything like that. That was like empowering to me, even yeah. at 15, I think I was 15. So that kind of started the chain of, you know, gaining these YouTube followers mm -hmm. and subscribers. And then that led to, you know, people finding my Twitter. And all of a sudden I had this like handful of people online and on the internet. And I, uh, you know, I wanted to utilize that as best as I could. That something kind of clicked in me. I was like, oh, wow. Like in a way, social media was like my record label because I was kind of promoting it myself through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really created something on your own. Yeah. And especially nowadays, that's almost where it's heading mm -hmm. is, is creating that online audience. Is that something you just kind of built through random or did, were you actually intentional with that? I think at first, at first it was just something to do. I didn't see it going anywhere, but I knew I had all these ideas. I, I started to use... GarageBand, mm. and then finally I, I upgraded to Logic, which is, you know, like a, a recording program that I saw a lot of producers using. So I uh, got it for Christmas. That's all I wanted, <laughs> which for a 15-year-old girl, that's kind of odd, but that's all I wanted for Christmas. <laughs> and I was really excited. I, I was just, it's trial and error. It was kind of hard because if you think about it, I was writing, producing, and engineering all in my bedroom. So I would get so frustrated though at myself because I didn't know how all the buttons worked. So I had to just like kind of make it up as I went along and learn more things. And um, But yeah, I mean, I, I posted uh, some of my original songs and cover songs at the same time. That was like mm. really important for me was to make sure there was a balance. Yeah. Because um, I didn't want to be known as a cover artists yeah. or you know some someone who only does covers which is great and there's people that do that but I always wanted to have my own voice and share my original material with people so I'd kind of like 
post a cover and then in the description box I'd be like check out my original song over here you know <laughs> try to steer people over to um, my original stuff as well yeah that's awesome I mean and you have to have a passion you know yeah. 15 years old you get logic you get all this stuff and you're yeah. like learning how to do it on your own and it's not something that everybody really does you know like so what was where that passion come from to like really get down and learn how to use all this stuff and produce your own things I think a lot of it had to do with getting a taste of it uh, at a young age, you know, when I was 12 and, and at a record label, like I kind of, I kind of had a taste of what, uh, what I wanted my career to be like, you mm. know, and that lifestyle of like hopping from different studios and like traveling and that's, that was always my dream. But I didn't realize until I left the label that uh, there was other ways to do it. Mm. Like I, I didn't realize that you could stand up and be like, you know, no, this is how I want to do it. Like I don't want to change anything about myself, so I'm gonna do it this way. And um, you know, I think that's that was that was something that clicked for me along the way, somewhere mm. along the way. I think where I was just like, this is awesome, and the fact that I can sell shows from doing that, like that's when it became really real. I remember having my first show, or first like, first uh, legit show, I guess you yeah. could say. Cause I had done little shows here and there, but this was like my own original music. And you know, after uh, posting my first viral video, the Frank Ocean Thinking About yeah. You, that's when, um, it was like the week after that I had like my first show and it was at this little coffee shop called Room 5. Mm. And it was it was really surreal because it was only I think it was like seventy five people fit in there, yeah. And I could not get over that that many people wanted to see me live. That's amazing. Which looking back now, like it's really humbling. The you know I, I hope I always can have that attitude towards it. But I was so surprised that that many people like seventy five people want to come watch me play. You know, yeah. and it was just me and a guitar. And I only did like 40 minute set because that's the, all the songs I had. Yeah. I didn't have any material really. And uh, after that, that's kind of when I remember thinking like, I could do this. I could do this, you know? Yeah. That's that's when I, I got like a whole nother type of fire inside of me. I was like, okay, this feels right. I love that. So, <laughs> okay. So getting up your first time bigger audience yeah you get up on stage what what are you feeling like what's going through your your mind when I'm on stage even now still it's always the same I I, I don't think about anything <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of zone out I think yeah and get lost in my own song uh which I think is the amazing thing about writing your own stuff is you it kind of becomes real for you all over again like whatever emotion I was feeling when I wrote a certain song, it, when I'm on stage singing it live and seeing other people sing it too, it's almost like you go back into that emotion and it's like, it's crazy. It's it's also weird to see them singing the lyrics. Yeah, That's when it's like, I'm trying to, I pinch myself, you know, all the time. <laughs> and I can't because I'm playing guitar, but. <laughs> that'd, that'd make it awkward. Yeah, that would be awkward. <laughs> I think I've done that on stage, actually. Although like, you could get away with it myself. with your voice, you could totally <laughs> stop playing guitar, pinch yourself, keep singing. And I've it's done. Sound I've done definitely more awkward things than that. 
on stage. <laughs> I'm really I'm really weird on stage, but it's fun. It makes it fun. But it makes it more fun. You have a great yeah. stage presence and Thank your you. your fans they love you. It's crazy. They love you. It's awesome. Yeah. Um where how did you develop this like hard like this hardcore fan base? Uh it all I mean, I would say a lot of it came from or it did, not came from, but it definitely started online. That's, I mean, there were some, there's some fans that go way back even further to where like they saw me on TV when I was 10 and they're still following my career, which is amazing. And then you get the fans that, you know, discovered some sort of YouTube video that I put up, like a cover or something like that. Or even, um, even through, I, th- I mean, I've heard people start to follow me just from like word of mouth, like someone will go to a show and then tell all their friends and they're like, oh, who's this? You know, and um, that's been kind of cool, too. I like I like that, like when it can just be word of mouth and the social media stuff is awesome. But I think like when somebody is so passionate about an artist and they can actually like they can't stop talking about it and mm-hmm. their music and they relate to it so much, that's awesome to me, too. So I don't know. It's. Yeah, I think social media had a, had a huge part in it though, because they feel they feel like they're on the journey with you, like they feel like they're right next to you, yeah. and like say, uh, you know, even like after this interview, I'll just like tweet about it, and they feel like they were right there, or they get to experience all of it too on the way. So yeah, that's what is awesome about Twitter and all those different sites. Yeah, I feel like as an artist, it seems like taking people along. <laughs> your journey Mm -hmm. is something that people really like want to be a part of. Yeah. And the things that you're learning every day. I mean, it seems like you share a lot of that. Yeah. I think it's important because, um, you know, not only do people want to feel connected to your music, but they want to feel connected to you as a person too. Like I want people to know that I'm a real human and not just someone like up there on stage who's untouchable, you know, yeah. I want I want them to feel like we can just hang out. Which it does. I feel like I can just hang out with any of my fans. Yeah. It's even weird to call them fans because I feel like they're, I don't know. I like to say supporters because fan, I don't know, something about fan. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking yeah, about it too much. Yeah, but supporters is a great thing, you know, because yeah. they're supporting you in your journey. Right. Right. I guess I'm a fan though. I am I can be a fangirl towards a lot of things. <laughs> What's it, what was your, what, who would you be a fan of? I fan everyone knows this on Twitter. I fan girl over Justin Timberlake a lot. Yeah, he's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, I think I think everyone fan girls over him honestly. <laughs> and I've loved him since I was like six years old. Ah, so. uh, little Sync JT. Days. Yeah, yeah. love Sync it. Days. So going back, you know, you went from having being on a label mm-hmm. uh, where they were kind of creating you and feeding you and like kind of creating your image. What were they projecting for you at that point? Well, I can't say that everyone in the label was, you know, had that mentality of like wanting to change this little 12 year old girl because there were definitely people there that I could trust and that I made really good relationships with. Um, But I think just as a whole, since I didn't know who I was yet and I didn't walk into the label as like, okay, this is my style. This is a genre I want to do. Like, this is what I have to say. Uh, This is what I want to write about. Um... And I didn't have that confidence going going into meetings or anything like that. So I think for me it was just weird because they, of course they they see this girl with a with a great voice, but that's kind of all it was, you know. So they had to put the rest of the pieces in there. Mm. And so 
there was really never an argument, I guess, because I didn't really know who I wanted to be yet. So I think I had to go through all those things and just to figure out, um, you know, what type of artist I wanted to be. And of course, you're going to change too. It's like from 12 to 21, like you're going to be yeah. a completely different person, <laughs> you know? So it is weird to, to think that far back and think like, wow, what if I did put an album out then? And what if like it did explode? Like what kind of artist would I be? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird to think about that. And I do a lot. And it just kind of makes me happy that it all worked out the way it did. Because I don't know, I would just be... It's scary to think like I would yeah. be a completely different person, you know? Yeah, totally. And I mean, now you've had the chance to really kind of create your own style and create yeah. your voice, which is what's yeah. most important. And it's still changing. You know, I, I like different styles of music. So it's always, I think, going to be evolving into new things. And I'll, I'll want to, you know, experiment along the way. But I think that's the fun part because I get to kind of be the the leader of that and you know choose like what i want to do yeah. and what's awesome now is like the team i have now is so on board with my vibe like the like everything i'm bringing to the table like they're like yeah let's do it let's do it that's awesome so everything just feels right now that's great yeah <laughs> that's great where so where are you at right now in terms of sound i mean it's always it's been singer songwriter guitar you yeah. guitar where are you moving are you staying like kind of being in that space or are you going to move elsewhere well, the first two EPs, I feel like they did have a singer-songwriter vibe and with a little bit of soul in there. I think I'll always have that soulfulness mm -hmm. because that's like what I grew up on and that's the, the, the way I like to sing is very soulful and um, it'll have, you know, hints of R&B. But I think I want to experiment more with like edgier hip-hop um, almost like taking it back to even like a Lauryn Hill vibe mm. where I can uh, just, I don't know, just kind of, I don't want to say rap because I'm not a rapper, but <laughs> I think there there's a, the song I'm thinking of, there's a song I have called Confetti and the bridge is kind of like a sing rap to, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, uh, it's like rapping, but with melody. And I want to experiment more with that because that to me feels natural. So I think, Taking that vibe, you know, having more uh, throwback, breakbeat type of yeah. songs, but with, you know, some acoustic elements as well, I think that could be kind of interesting. I love that. Thanks. So what is that, <laughs> where where, did, where was that song inspired from? Confetti? Mm -hmm. uh, Confetti was on my very first EP, and I remember, gosh, what year was that? I think it was like 2011 something like that, maybe early 2012. And I was feeling uh, really uninspired at the time as far as like my songwriting. And I was kind of in, I felt like I was stuck in a rut on based on what to write about. And all of a sudden, like this idea just like popped into my head um, about, this confetti is kind of just saying like, I don't know, I started thinking of uh, all my goals and where I wanted to be and how I was gonna get there. And I just kept thinking, like, I can't I can't look at those goals and think like, oh, if I get that, then I'll be happy. Or if I get to do this, oh, then I'll be like, that'll just be the best. I'll be the happiest person ever, you know? And I was, I kept thinking that, and I feel like so many people have that mentality. Even if it's not a goal, it's like even a, 
like material things like if I had that coat or something or like if I had that person you know next to me like then I would be so happy and uh this song is just about like not waiting for those things to happen but mm. just to kind of live in the moment and make sure that like where you are right now like you use that to be happy and like you find the happiness in the moment you're in right now so that's real deep, isn't it? That was <laughs> I just thought beautiful. It was like, wow. I love that. Well, it's, it's funny because I was just reading this book, and mm-hmm. one of the lines in there, there was a, there's a little quote that says, mm-hmm. "Make, make love with the present moment." Ah, I like that. It's so good, right? Yeah. And and uh, I totally kind of goes it, with it. Yeah, I love it because so many times we're living in our heads, right? We're yeah. we're thinking about the future, we're thinking about mm-hmm. the past, but we're not being in the present. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's, I love that about that song. That's so yeah. that's so great. That's probably that's the song I think that that is always relevant for me, even though it feels old to me. Just because as a songwriter, like you move on really quickly, but that song from that very first EP is kind of the one that always it's like always fun to play live. Yeah, because it just always feels relevant. Like I'm always gonna have those doubts in my head you know and then when i sing that it's like okay i'm good it's a good reminder (laughs) yeah it's a great reminder stay Uh, humble yeah stay humble and which which i admire that about you it's awesome so what do you what would you say you know what are some events in your life that have kind of helped shape your writing and and where you're headed oh that's so much i was i was just thinking about this the other day um just diving into this new album I shouldn't even say new album I guess my first album that I'm working on right now and I was kind of I was thinking about like what do I want to write about and what am I actually going through right now because you can go the whole love route and singing about relationships and you know heartbreak and you can go the industry route where you're kind of singing about what it's like to make it and you know perform or whatever and um there's kind of all these different colors that you can choose from. And I I was just thinking about, like I I figured out that I'm the type of writer to write about things that are happening in the now. So Mm -hmm. like somebody asked me too the other day, they're like, you need to, you need to think back and, you know, think about like what, what has made you mad or what, you know, what frustrates you. And I was thinking like, I'm, I'm not that type of writer to like dwell on something like that. So it was really hard for me to think back because I feel like once something happens and say I'll write about it and then I just move on. Like I don't like to dwell on that topic. So I don't know. So it'll be, it'll be interesting with this album because like if I were to sit here right now and be like, so what are you going through? Like I couldn't really pinpoint yeah. or tell you that. But when I'm in the studio, like who knows what will come out of me in that moment so I don't know if that answers your question I kind of went in circles <laughs> no <laughs> but... totally and it's it's really interesting how as an artist like what you take in and what you experience is so mm-hmm. vital to what you're creating yeah yeah because you can you can even write about a friend's experience or try to find something in that or like a story that you don't even relate to but you're just trying to find something in it to grab onto, and then it's like, okay, now it's mine. Yeah. And then you can write about it. So there's so many different angles that you can approach it. Yeah. And that's what that's what's really exciting. But it's funny you asked that, because just yesterday I was thinking, like, what am I going to write about for this album, you know? <laughs> like, just- do I want it to be happy? Do I want it to be sad? I think there's going to be all 
different types of emotions on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried too much about it, but it's just interesting. Like what's going to end up yeah. being like I'll, the main, the main focus, I guess, lyrically. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear it. I mean, you know, <laughs> but I think, you know, it's, it's really about, it's really it's about the lot. honesty, you know? True. Yeah. It definitely always goes back to that for me. But, as long as I'm, as long as I'm being honest, then not fooling anyone, you know, yeah. the, I, they can see right through that anyways totally the supporters (laughs) (laughs) the supporters yeah i love that they can tell so you you were doing you were building your online community Mm -hmm. your your supporters yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you're really just doing what you love putting it out there you did your first show what happened after that after that first show this was in 2012 january so actually like literally two years ago probably on the dot. What's today? Today is the 13th. So just about two years ago. And, uh, Scooter Braun was at that show actually. And he, I found out later he had gotten a video sent to him that Frank Ocean cover. Mm. And, uh, he, you know, he liked what he saw and yeah, one thing kind of led to another and we've been working together. I'm now one of his artists. It was funny because for a while we were kind of keeping it low key because we didn't want, <laughs> I don't know, we didn't want it to just be like Scooter Brown's new artist, Tori Kelly. Like we wanted to feel more organic yeah, and just kind of slowly get the word out. But now there's like no hiding it because they find <laughs> out anyways. Um, but yeah, he's been really great. I think he's one of the best managers ever. And he he said from the beginning you know, that he's, he doesn't want to change who I am. He just wants to like hop on board with what I'm already doing. And he takes my vision and um, we kind of like, we, we argue a lot, but I like that because I don't want a team of yes people. You know, I want to be challenged and I I want to be, you know, the best that I can be. So uh, he's been really great with that and really just honest and upfront and uh, it should be fun. I think working with him. Yeah. It's been fun already. So I'm well, excited. He's a good dude. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So when he when you when he came to that show, you'd built didn't you release something on YouTube? You got a lot of hits. Uh was it the Frank Ocean? Yeah. Yeah. It was after that Frank Ocean cover, um, I guess Scooter oh, you know what? Scooter didn't really come into the picture though till later that year. Mm. Because after that show in January, uh, and that cover I I sat down with my parents and we were all in unison like, okay, I need to put out some sort of body of work that's original because now I have all these eyes on me and, you know, I have all these covers that are doing well and I want people to know that I'm a songwriter slash producer and I can, you know, put out music. So I put out my first EP, just six songs uh, in April of that year and then that's when things kind of got crazy because I was doing more shows just from these six songs. It's crazy and um, still very indie, but it was cool because people were showing a lot of love on that first EP and uh, it hit, I think, like top 10 pop uh, on the iTunes chart, Yeah, which was crazy for having like no label or anything. That's amazing. And so, yeah, that was like, a cool little learning process. And then, you know, Scooter came on board and I did another EP just this last year. 
and yeah that one also <laughs> i'm like trying to think of all the stats that one uh that was crazy this last ep i put out uh went to the top three overall albums i think no pop wow. in pop that's amazing wait i'm totally getting my facts wrong i think it's it was in pop it was like katie and then fifth harmony and then me wow so that was crazy because i i wasn't expecting it to like to get that far up and um, it stuck around in, you know, in the charts for a minute. So that was really cool to see. Also, just another EP. So it's weird and awesome at the same time that I haven't put out an album yet. <laughs> and That's so crazy. I, you know, and I have these awesome fans. I'll just call them fans. Who cares? <laughs> I'll call them fangirls or fan and guys, fangirls and guys. Fan, fans are good. Yeah. <laughs> they're supporters. They're supporting yeah. fans. No, but it's crazy because they're just, they show so much love and it's, it makes me more inspired to, and encouraged to like to put out more stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems like your fans and supporters mm -hmm. actually really they inspire you and they yeah. catalyze what you're doing. No. Yeah. Like I just did, I did a tour. It was my second tour, uh, back in, I think it was November and it was all just a U.S. tour and just me and a guitar, and that, like, I got so much inspiration from that, um, just seeing them face-to-face -face and seeing them, you know, sing the words and stuff. That's it's so really cool. awesome. So when you were putting out that, your first EP, mm -hmm. uh, what, are some, what was one of the biggest lessons that you, you learned? Oh, biggest lesson I learned. Uh, from putting out that first EP, I definitely, it was hard, because I... I did it all myself and it was just in my room. So I got frustrated a lot mm. at myself because I wanted, I wanted, like I heard the sounds in my head and I couldn't make it sound like that. <laughs> so that was, was difficult, but I definitely learned uh, endurance and perseverance. And, um, you know, as corny as it sounds, just like to not give up because in the end, I, I ended up finishing it and it felt amazing to be like, I did this all myself. And I think that was also important and crucial for me to do that, that specific EP. Um, because before that I didn't have any solid body of work to be like, this is who I am and this is what I can do. So that, that first EP was really, really special to me. And it's kind of cool to look back and know that it'll always be there as like my first baby <laughs> yeah that you did all by yourself exactly yeah that's, so that's kind of cool to have that under my belt that's amazing so the next ep what did you learn from that one from the next ep was a lot different because i still did it on my own but i was now uh you know with a label so everything was kind of on a bigger scale and i was able to go into a bigger studio and I had live musicians come in, uh, Pino Palladino, who's like legendary bass player, uh, who my dad fangirled over him because my dad <laughs> plays bass also. So when he came into the studio, we were freaking out. But, you know, I had I had all these really awesome musicians, you know, Victor Andrizo also came in a drummer. And uh, it was just a different process. I think that last EP uh, show you could like when you compare the EPs, you can see the growth, I think, of how much I learned just as a, a producer and a songwriter. So, musically, it's different, but um, I think it's still very me, and I still, um, I'm really proud of that. I'm, I'm proud of both of them, but 
I think it's cool. They're just like different processes. So yeah, a being them, it's like oh well, you you get different results, you know. Yeah, but it's fun. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So you're probably not going to be doing as much on your own these days. Now you're moving into the world of working with producers and flying yeah. around the world and. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's also just my my decision too. Though I think I'm at a point now where I just want to get back into collaborating with people and you know working with really talented songwriters and and amazing producers that can help me take what I already have and just make it you know explode like I just want it to be the best it can be and I know I know that I could do it myself but I think I'm just at that place of like I'm ready to just you know trust other people that's what's hardest is like trusting like another songwriter even that's hard to tell to like open up and tell them what you're dealing with and like okay let's write about it like that's kind of awkward but at the same time you get um you know you get amazing results because it's it's like it's almost like you're letting letting it go and like it's very freeing to be able to work with other people and uh yeah i'm excited for that just to get back into like collaborating and stuff yeah it's amazing how collaborating actually it makes it even bigger. Yeah. And a lot of artists, are, I love a lot what a lot of artists are doing and bringing other artists on and collaborating mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. If you were to pick one person right now that you would want, like an artist that you'd want to collaborate with, who would it be? Uh, there's so many. Um, I really admire John Mayer's work. Mm. I think that would be really fun. Uh, who else? I feel like there's so many people. Jill Scott. I love her. And someday, Lenny Kravitz. Ooh. And Prince. Prince would be insane. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm well, sure there's more. Justin Timberlake, why not? You know? <laughs> why not? Why not? If he, if he came same. across the table. Yeah. Why be, not? Maybe. Literally across the table, just laying here on the table. If, if he was laying on the table. <laughs> That would be awesome. Oh my gosh! A little, little, I could see a little collab with you guys. Yeah, that'd be and awesome. JT. Yeah, a little JT action. Be fun. Yeah, how did that? Um, you did. It, you covered one of his songs, right? Yeah, I think he's seen it. I've just been hearing rumors that he's seen it. I did suit and tie, Ooh. and I don't know if it's true or not. But <laughs> that would be crazy if he saw it. Well, put it out there. Yeah, you know, the power of declaration. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah. were just talking about that earlier today. <laughs> and it's amazing what you can do um, when you're writing your goals and and, mm-hmm. and declaring things that you you envision in your life. Mm-hmm. So what's what's the grand vision of Tori? What do you want to be? This kind of goes back to the song Confetti because I'm always that person who doesn't like to get their hopes up because I'm afraid to fail. So, I mean, just being completely honest, like I have I have these goals and these dreams and it's weird for me to like say them out loud. Like I get uncomfortable because I'm like, wait, what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen? You know what I mean? I'm yeah. that I'm that girl. So, with that being said, I would love to sell out Staples Center and or Madison Square Garden. You could do uh, that. which <laughs> Which I played Madison Square Garden. I opened for Ed Sheeran, and that was absolutely amazing. Like so surreal. Wow. Looking out, and even I like I was an opening act. 
but it was still like I was just envisioning it like, wow, what if I could play this myself one day, you know, and props to Ed for letting me uh, open for him. That was really cool of him to do that. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was crazy. Like what was what was going through your mind? I have no idea. What were you feeling? I was shaking. I was when I was walking up, I was I was shaking. But then. It, there's so many things going in my mind. Like at first I was shaking and then like five seconds later, it was just blank, like nothingness. Like I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> and then, um, you know, the moment that they, uh, I, I do a thing at my shows where I get a video of the crowd. I'm trying to make that like a, a routine, I guess, at every single show. And then I post it on Instagram. And so I said to the crowd, like halfway through the set, I was like, can I get a video of you guys? And they're like, ah. And so I got my phone out and I was like, can we get some house lights? You know, so we could see the crowd. And when they turned the lights on, my heart stopped. Like it was so, wow. it was so weird. Like from, from where I was standing, oh, sorry. From where I was standing on the stage. Um, yeah. Thinking back, like I get butterflies all over again. Cause it was very surreal i think i said that on stage too i was like oh my gosh this is crazy <laughs> i was like fangirling while, like in front of them <laughs> that's amazing it probably had to be completely just surreal feeling hearing yeah. your voice going like yeah through that whole stadium it was pretty weird yeah you it's feel it's like huge your voice just sounds big it's crazy even like a little whisper you're like hey and it's like hey <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing but but at the same time like as nervous as I was at first, like once I started playing, I was like, wow, this feels very right. Like this feels so right to me. And I got this, all of a sudden I had like this confidence on stage, yeah. which is cool. Like my whole demeanor kind of changed and I felt like it, I was meant to be up there. So yeah. that was kind of cool. Sounds like you really- I can't stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love your smile. It sounds like you really dropped into your heart and and just went with it. Yeah. And do you ever feel like when you do that, when you're doing it, when you're dropping into your heart and you're, you're living in your authenticity, like everything becomes synchronous? Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah. Everything feels like there's a, it's got a flow to it, you know, and yeah. you don't overthink anything. Cause that's when I, at least for me speaking just for myself, that's when I mess up is when I, when I get into my own head and I start to overthink it Yeah, and then it's like, Oh, cool. This isn't genuine anymore you know or if i'm doing it for the wrong reasons like i've had i've done shows you know i'm not gonna name of course like what city it was but i've done done shows where it's like i have to snap out of like whatever mood i'm in that day because i'm like a real person you know you get you're on the road and it's like every show is not going to be this amazing like like thrill feeling so you know certain shows it's like you have to kind of snap yourself out of whatever funk you're in and just you know, realize that like, this is, it's pretty much like a job. Sometimes it feels like a job, which is, is not like the best feeling because, you know, you know, like what we do is like art. So the best part of it is that it doesn't feel like work. It's like what we really love to do. Mm-hmm. So those days when it does feel like work, it's like, ah, oh, it sucks, but I have to, yeah. you know, I, then it's like, you think of all the other times of, of like, wow, I get to do this for a living. So I just have to keep thinking of that. I think when I have those off days, it's like, I need to snap out of this because this is amazing, you know? And I need to like perform and give it my all, even though I'm not 
feeling like I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I, sometimes you're just in a funk and it's mm-hmm. hard to shift into that. And, and as a performer, you really got to jump into that on a, yeah. on a, almost a daily basis. Like how, how do you do that? Well, right now I'm just acting. This is none of this is real. So just so you should know. <laughs> <laughs> totally sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's just that initial, like walking up on stage and you're just like, ah, but then once it's always them, it's always them, like the fans that change it. So like at a show, if I'm feeling whack and then it's like, they'll start singing and then I'm like, wow, this is really cool. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it kind of comes from, from them. So I wouldn't be able to do it without, you know, people who are supporting my music. Yeah. Well, and you know, if you, you feed off the energy yeah. of other people. But then at the same time too, I say I wouldn't be able to do it without them, but it had to start from somewhere, you yeah. know, like they weren't always there. So I think somewhere also in me, I think of like why I really love to do it. You know, my like, where does the passion come from? Cause if we're really getting real, like, like we could do it without people who are supporting it's like sometimes we do have to. Sometimes they're, you know, at least for me, like when it st- all started, there were no fans. Yeah. It was just like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so deep now. I'm like going Go. away. Get there. Like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to get at is just the, it, it all leads down to like your true passion and I'm really doing it to make art and to express myself. And the fact that there's people out there who can relate to what I'm saying just makes it even more awesome. Yeah. Well, when you get down to it, you really, you know, to be successful at art, mm-hmm. you have to do it because you're passionate about the actual craft right. and love what you're doing. Right. Cause then it's going to, otherwise it'll seem like work. Yeah. True. And it's going to be a lot harder to get there. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like exhausted talking Whoa. about this. Whoa. <laughs> Set a moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like what I love about this is really kind of diving into like what's behind, you know, where, yeah. what are you going through? What's, what's it take to get there? Because yeah. really in the end, that's, that's the vulnerability of this is inspiring to people. Yeah. And, you know, that said, what would be your advice to people that are trying to get their music out there? Well, I can only speak from my own experiences and in a world where now where the internet is kind of like our life, as sad as that sounds, <laughs> um, you know, social media played a huge part in, you know, how I got to where I am now. So, you know, people come up to me all the time at shows, like asking, you know, like, oh, you know, how do I how do I get myself out there? And, you know, how do I get seen by someone? And I always tell them, like, just start posting videos. Like if, you know, start, uh, you know, pick up an instrument and teach yourself how to play and, uh, you know, start with covers because that's what's easiest. And then, you know, try try writing a song and see what happens, you know. Yeah. And just post, 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 like post videos, post videos. And, um you know, and then from there, see, like, what do you want to do? Do you want to do shows? Do you want to, you know, you got to take it each step at a time. Because if you just look at someone's career and be like, I want to do that, like, you you can't, I mean, you can, you can reach that far, but 
for me, like I, it was always baby steps, you know, in the back of my head, of course I knew like my big, big goals. And I was like kind of saving those for, I wasn't going to dwell on them. I was like, I know what I, what I, where I want to end up. I want to be, you know, playing stadiums and doing all this crazy stuff. But, uh, for where I was at that moment, I had to take all the resources that I had and just go. And at the time it was like, YouTube was all I had. So yeah. I just did it. And a guitar. YouTubing and a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Make that a song. And a notepad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really comes just down to doing it and creating, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, di- finding different ways to be inspired too, because that's really mm-hmm. hard as a songwriter. It's like, it's like, it sounds easy. Like, yeah, just, you know, write a song. It's no big deal. But <laughs> it's like, once you overthink it, I guess my advice to any songwriters too would be like just to not overthink it at all. Cause yeah. once you do, once you try to fit into like what's on the radio or like what a hit is, then that's, I don't think you'll, you'll get your best work. Yeah. So what inspires you? Where does your inspiration come from? Speaking of. My inspiration comes from my life experiences. <gasps> Um, example I guess there's songs my inspiration's all over the place I could write a song about the sky being blue because I'm looking at the sky right now that's why I said that Um, no but I mean I have I have moods I'm a girl so I have mood swings and uh, you know when I'm when I'm thinking about love it can go like if I like somebody, I'll write about it. Or like the very next day, I could be like, that one breakup that happened like three years ago, I want to write about that right now <laughs> because I'm feeling it, you know? So it's kind of all over the place. And also I'm inspired by um, actual chords too. So like if if I'm, you know, on the piano or on a guitar or something, I'm just kind of messing around and the chords are very dark, then it's like, that'll, you know, make me want to write a sad song or something. Mm. So I kind of get lost in whatever sounds I'm hearing too. I like writing that way. And the actual, like like hearing just one chord and like, what does that make you feel? Like what heartstring is that? Wow, beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) I love it, I love it. So here's, so you brought your guitar. Yes. And I know you you kind of started thinking about playing something, Mm -hmm. uh, playing a a certain song, but I just wanted to sit and think about, like pick a song that represents you Mm -hmm. and your ethos and what you want would want to inspire the world with um that's really hard (laughs) (laughs) um i no i'm really feeling i think i'm i'm still feeling the song yeah whatever it is i mean maybe the same song because just because you know we're talking about what inspires me and and this song um happened really like really organically and I, i was literally just sitting in my room and I was on Twitter and I was, do you know what FOMO is? Yeah. <laughs> I just learned about this word. I didn't know it was a real word. <laughs> I have a big issue with fear, FOMO. I, yeah, I, I have FOMO. Yeah. It's, for anyone who doesn't know, it's fear of missing out. It's a real thing. It's very real. <laughs> I feel it almost every day. No, but um, yeah, thanks to like Instagram and stuff now and just scrolling through, you're like, wow, cool. That's great. Yeah. Double tap. Um, <laughs> they should just call it FOMOgram. Exactly. Let's start it. Let's start it. <laughs> no, but when I was on, I was on some social media, Twitter, or one of them, and um, all literally all of my friends 
were out doing something. And I just like, I was sitting, I was like, why am I at home? I, didn't, I don't remember why I was even home, but I was just at home, like stuck there. And all of a sudden this idea came to my head of just wanting to escape and literally go anywhere. And um, so it's kind of like this bittersweet song of like being lonely, but being okay with being lonely. Wow. So it's called Rocket. I love it. I think that's that's kind of what what mood I've been catching myself in lately too. So I think I want to play that one. All right. Well, let's rock it. I could build a rocket, I would Put all my dreams inside it, I would Maybe I could travel far into something new Hang on to a shooting star bursting into fuel Just me and my fickle heart only never felt so right I would go anywhere tonight If I could be a pilot, I would Unlock the sky, see what's inside it, I would Everyone's out doing things And I'm stuck in my room But if this bed grew some wings Then what could I not do? Just me and my fickle heart Lonely never felt so right I would go anywhere tonight I could build a rocket, I would I would go anywhere tonight I would go anywhere tonight mm -hmm. I would go anywhere <laughs> Wow! <laughs> that was beautiful thank you oh uh, thanks nick I, I would just make you sit here and keep playing but you know oh. <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. wish i could I wish I could. yeah no it's funny because i was we on your last your last concert in new york that i went to uh it's like you're so powerful on stage just you and a guitar it's amazing <laughs> thanks it's amazing so one last question here mm -hmm. what does live inspiration mean to you Live inspiration. I love that. Um, I think to live out inspiration is what I want to do. Like that's the main purpose of why I even want this career of being a musician is to 
be able to inspire people on a daily basis. Mm. And I didn't realize that's what I wanted to do until I started getting out there and doing shows. And, you know, especially at the meet and greets, because that's when people really open up to you and, you know, tell, they tell me like all these things of how I've inspired them. And I never want that to feel repetitive. Like, I don't want that to just, you know, when people are telling me that, I don't want to ever be like, yeah, 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 like, that's great, you know. Like, I have I cherish those moments so much. Like, when someone comes up to me and, you know, says how I've inspired them, I would hope that they can take that and then inspire someone else after that. So it's just this domino effect. So I, I think live to live inspiration that's you know that's like the whole point of doing this that's yeah. what excites me is to be able to inspire people yeah i love that i love that <laughs> was that a good answer that was Did you like that beautiful that was beautiful i wrote it down right before i came here so you know. perfect perfect <laughs> so where can we follow you where can we find you online you may follow me on twitter it's just at tori kelly uh, my Instagram's at Tori Kelly. My YouTube is slash Tori Kelly. And my Facebook is Tori Kelly Music. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. And my you. website's just ToriKellyMusic.com. Oh, there I you go. I guess that's kind of the main hub. I could have just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Save time. But the social, it's all about right. the social. True, true, true. So, but awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks, Nick. You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. No, you're the best. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Shop Talk Radio and joining me as we dive underneath the hood of the creative lifestyle. Again, I am your host, Nick Onkin, and if you enjoyed today's episode, then go over to iTunes and leave us a good review so that we can spread the word and inspire even more people in the world to live inspiration and share their inner creativity. Also, we'd love to see where you're listening to the podcast, so snap a photo on Instagram, hashtag liveinspiration, or tag me at Nick Onkin so that you can inspire other people to listen wherever they are at. But beyond this, check out nickonkinshoptalk.com to read articles on creating the creative lifestyle anywhere from emotional intelligence to any other aspect of creative entrepreneurship. I'll be also posting up editorial content in the form of visual essays that I get to create with my photographic eye and my craft and my career. Uh, But most of all, get to join the underground creative community that we're creating. So thanks again for joining us. Now go share your creativity with the world.
just thought you were cool enough to kick it Got a beach house I can sell you in Idaho Since I don't love you, I just thought you were cute That's why I kissed you Got a fighter jet, I don't get to fly it Though I'm lying down thinking about you Oh no, no, no I've been thinking about you You know, no, no I've been thinking about you Do you think about me still? Do ya, do ya, or do ya not think so far ahead? Cause I've been thinking about forever, oh yeah. But do ya not think so far ahead? Cause I've been thinking about And though you are my first one, a new deal It won't ever get old, not in my soul, not in my spirit Keep it alive And we'll go down this road till it turns from color To black and white Do you not think so? I'm Tori Kelly. Make sure you subscribe to SBTV to keep up to date and never miss out on any videos. No, I don't like you, I just thought you were cool enough to 